live from the old National Bank State Street Studio. Across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Carmen and Yurko on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Thanks to everyone for listening today. Tyler Rocky in for Carmen DeFalco, along with Yurko. Thanks to Black and Abdallah for producing today as well. Yurko, Crosstalk is brought to us by... All right, let me get that because uh, we're over here dealing with some headphones. Crosstalk is brought to you by Club Hawthorne Betting Bars, featuring horse racing, video slots, sports betting throughout Chicagoland, guys. How about that? All right, now we bring in Waddle and Sylvie for Hello. Crosstalk. What's going on? Welcome back. back. Thank you. Back. Sylvie was here yesterday for the game. He was. He was, yes. Gave us a very exciting pregame show. I think where you predicted victory, did you not? I did. I did. I pulled a Yurko. Yeah. Not quite like you did it for well, a week. Mine's massive. You know, Yours was a huge uh, Your prediction? One. Now, they yeah, didn't finish. I wish, I wish it would have came true, but yeah. I but mean, I felt good four yesterday. Minutes, four minutes in the fourth quarter, they're thinking Yurko is a genius. And then four minutes later, Yurko is an idiot. No, no. Well, think, you yeah, weren't. Yeah, no, the Bears right. were no, wrong. You, you yeah. were right. The right. Bears were wrong. Right you didn't logic, wrong pick. You didn't That's what you had wrong. there. Well, he had yeah. the right pick. I had the right pick. I just well, had the, the Bears were wrong. They crept the bed. It's no fun. Right logic. When it happens. Yeah. I had two guys who look like they've been betting with bookies for a while. If you know what I mean. Like, yeah. neighborhood guys, older guys, big fans of the show. They In your neighborhood? To, uh, not my neighborhood. Oh, no, they're okay. definitely, no. Uh-uh. Not your neighborhood. What's that mean? You can't live in your neighborhood? What, you, uh, oh, no, 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 You live in a high-flute neighborhood? I'm saying, <laughs> no, these guys were, were rougher guys. They were okay. rough guys. Ruffians. They were tough guys. Where would you say? They uh, were rough? Just because they, they liked they the wager? Where, where would they, would they no, find they, a home? They look like they were tough guys. Where would they find a home? In, in the they greater Chicago They could find Chicago a home wherever they want. But to me... What are you saying? They're from the Heights? I mean, they weren't from Skokie, is what I was saying. Okay. Is, is, I, they weren't... They did not grow up playing basketball the at means, Emerson Park. The mean streets you. of uh, Deerfield? What no? those fellas have no, to say? Th- uh, they said to me, Sylvie, be careful. The three and a half is a sucker's bet. Sucker's bet. Because I said on the air that I played... The Bears plus three and a half, and I put a little something on the Bears' money line. I did, too. And, and, and they said, look, this is the classic sucker bet. Vegas wants you to play the Bears and the three and a half. Vegas got what they were asking for. And, and, and I, I said, I, I know, but the, the Lions are not in a good spot. The Bears are playing good football right now. A lot now. of wise guys out there. Wise so, guys. yes, these guys. And so they were trying to talk me out of this. And I told them to call the show today. You know before, what? Before, either way, I said, call the show. After Sometimes this. this game's about matchups, right? Am I yeah. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. This was a matchup that up. is favorable to our side versus their side because they're susceptible to a running quarterback. And defensively, they were giving up 28, 29 points a game over the last six or seven weeks. Their defense is not very good, and they don't rush the passer very well. They don't play well outside as well as they play indoors in a controlled environment. So they can say sucker bet all they want. I would actually say three and a half was very generous for a matchup that I think isn't a bad one for our favorite football team. A little injured on Detroit's side, too. Yeah, Especially after the first game. And you saw the effort. You knew that left a bitter taste. It left a bitter taste in the Bears' mouths. I mean, how many times do you see a four and eight team as a three and a half point dog to a nine and what were the lines? Nine and four yesterday? Or nine, nine and three. Nine and three. Nine and three. You don't see that very often. 
Vegas had you would think that it would be higher. Yeah, if it was in Detroit, it probably would have been a seven pointer. Six and a half. It's, a, it's a good matchup. It's a good matchup, and it's uh, you know, I mean, like, I think we got we got boat race, didn't we, in the December of last year against yeah, Detroit? Yeah, Detroit. Yeah, the second, race. the second one. But that's two, two out of, I mean, but like, yeah. this is a good matchup for us right. versus three out of the yeah. last four games. Yeah. The Bears should have won three of them. They they blew the game a year ago at Soldier. They blew the game in Detroit, and they won this game. This is a matchup that favors our team in a lot of ways. Can you imagine what we would be saying about this team if they had swept the Lions this year? Right, right. (laughs) The two games that they... They they had a four-game winning streak, too, by the way. Think if they wouldn't have had the catastrophic blown games against Denver and Detroit. Oh, they'd be a, they'd be a game that. above five hundred. Well, yeah. think about the Saints game too. You came out hot in the Saints game hot. as well, and you let you let your hand off the rope in that one. Well, you can play the what if yeah. game all day long in every team. I, I'm just playing the what the if rope. game in yeah, the catastrophic fourth yeah. quarter yeah. game. That's right. it. I'm not ninety percent win margin. Right, the ninety five ninety percent win margin already, and you find a way to go. Your goal was ninety five in one game and ninety eight point yeah. something in the other. I mean, there you go. So, I mean, so if point they, the teams that can do that. No, yeah. you are what your record says. You yeah, are. I, I get it. But thing that you could dream, and if you finish those games, what what would the season be looking like? Well, I think the season could still We'd look be more than good. in the hunt. Mm-hmm. Cleveland, Cleveland. That, that, this is going to be to me a be really Cleveland. good. This is a really good measuring stick game. I like it. Because Cleveland's, what, 8-5? and five, They're 6-1 and one at home. Their defense is much better at home than they are on the road. This is a good one. You go and, you know, you get this one, you feel even better about yourself. Because this is a good matchup. This is a, yeah. this is a matchup that will test you a little bit. Well, this is another one, too. Like, if you get your pass rushers moving, Flacco's not going to break out of anything. How about you and I He's, pulling oh, the Flacco yeah. move yesterday yeah, in, he was in spinning fantasy it. football? Yeah. Did you guys pick him up? And yeah, you picked him up. Mm-hmm. But we you were not started. Wait, wait, wait a minute. If you guys picked up Joe Flacco and started him, you really had well, to be no, hurt. Because no, we no. You know who we had? We had Trevor Lawrence, and we didn't trust the um, Trevor Lawrence. All right. And Lawrence threw three touchdowns, but he also threw three picks. Mm-hmm. I think we were net net yeah. positive, weren't we? Uh, well, we did have Stafford, and Stafford had. One more. Stafford's point, played pretty. Yeah. The, He's the been Rams pretty have been pretty They've been a frisky team. They're yeah. a frisky team. Yeah. My quarterback now that Joe Burrow is gone. Ah, why you hit me? Boy? Listen, this whole league is filled with six and seven, seven yeah, and six, isn't well. it? Take a mm-hmm. look. This is why it, that jump from being at the bottom to like the middle easy. of the pack the middle, is yeah. easy. Yeah. It's that second yeah. jump from big six jump. and seven, seven, it. six to the 10, 11, 12. It was a, a catastrophic jump. start to the season. You sounded so Chicago right there. Catastrophic. I was trying to remember how to say it. It was a catastrophic start at the beginning of the year, and you still might find yourself in that. Neighborhood by the end of the year. It's what the it's what the, the Lions did last year. Yeah, you are they the are, Apo, You're the the Lions of 2023. There are 13 teams that are either seven and six or six and yeah. seven. It's 13 crazy. teams that are either you, six you are and now seven or seven and six. Now you're now starting to see some of the the drastic improvement in certain areas that we were all hoping for when the season kicked off. Because I think we all agreed, right, that this season was about significant improvement. They weren't going to compete for an NFC title. They're not a Super Bowl caliber team. But what we wanted to see is them improve significantly in a lot of areas. Defense is getting after some asses right now. Yeah. They are. Just shut them out in the second half. That third quarter, that's where that game could have fallen apart. 
could yeah. have completely fallen and apart. Offensively, they put 18 on them in the in the, in the second, second half. half. Yeah. That's something we haven't seen from our squad very frequently is a second half filled with a shutout and outscoring the opponent. Like that's I'm for it. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good that's a good win. Yeah. It's a very good that's win. That's the best win of the, the Eberflus tenure. I couldn't it, believe it's not close. Yeah, it's yeah, it really is. Well, there's not a lot to choose from. <laughs> right. Like the <laughs> San Francisco true. game, that was a good team, but again, yeah. first first, first game season game. it was yeah. Trey Lance, it was in a monsoon. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is by far their best win. Yeah. But the hits principle is intact, my friends. Yeah, the ball. The ball. The ball. Ball is ours. They're, they're taking the ball. 11 takeaways in the last three games. Like, I think gift. they're tied for gift. second in, during that span, and they've had a bye week. Yeah. During that. They've, Listen, they've it's really just good fun to side. feel better about your football team, yeah. isn't it? Like yeah. That's where it starts. You can smile a little bit. We're, yeah. we're the sea around town. You yes. look, your head you. Yeah, you look like a coach today. You're, I feel like a coach. In the pullover? Coach yeah. I think it's the sleeves, too, that really do. What you yeah. need is a backwards, he like, a backwards like hat. Like yeah. You know, we had another question during the show that Matt Eberflus oh. didn't answer during his press conference. Maybe we'll ask him I when he joins us I know you guys didn't have it on. He didn't want to lay blame when they brought a blitz and they got to the quarterback. Roshkan Johnson got lost in the middle with the def- with the offensive lineman, yeah. and he's the guy that blew the blocking assignment. You know, I think he's the best. Always think, I always think it helps when you name names. Hey, yeah. if I know who blew the assignment, Roshkan's got to do a better job. So how do you want How do you want it to a- us to ask? No, him? I don't think he's going to answer it anyway. But he's like, going to say the guys have the to do their job. Team, team. He's not going to point out the individual. I think I, he's their best pass protector as a as a running back, but yes, he's still he he's showing you his rookie. But he got lost. He's learning. They, they, yeah. they were twisting yes. guys in the back, and He'll they were learn. coming at you. He'll learn. He got lost in the line. He couldn't find his guy. Yeah, they'll learn. He'll learn. Tell me when you got him, because me and Aki have done a uh, fabulous we, job. We've done yeoman's work today. I mean, you in the who? Top notch. Me and Aki, my guy Tyler. Oh, I didn't know what you were calling. Aki. Yeah, he my guy. Aki. I, I'm like who? Yeah, it's my guy. What was That's wrong what with you? Called. You had your head down. Uh, I was worried about you 15 minutes ago. I had he my head down. He was laughing. Is what he was doing. Were you? It's a holiday season. Uh, oh, okay. It's a little prayer. I, and you're very grateful. I'm sure you were thinking. Why wouldn't I be grateful? Of course. You know, there's a you lot of a saints lot. out there. You do have a lot. St. Dominic Savio. St. John Bosco. Somebody bring you food. Yeah, we have coach. Yeah, yeah, well, tell the coach that uh, we're praying for Okay, I'll right. pass that along. Thank you. I know he's got a lot to be thankful for, too. <clears throat> and I'll uh, start there. Why don't I start there? Why don't you? I, I will. I'll do that. Yurko, thank you. Tyler, thank you. Uh, Tyler's going to stick around. I'd like to thank Coach no, Let's bring him in right now. He's the head coach of the Chicago Bears. He's got his first two-game win streak after beating the Detroit Lions. And, as I said, a lot to be thankful for. Uh, while we were gone, I was gone last week. We haven't had a chance to talk uh, to him last week about this. Waddle, he got the Iron Horse Award. Yeah. Um, and this is something very close to us. Uh, ALS, with, with Mongo battling ALS, one of the, the worst diseases out there. Yeah. I know Matt Eberflus lost his father due to this horrible, horrible disease. Uh, the foundation here in Chicago about a week, week and a half ago gave him the Iron Horse Award for for what he is given back um, to raise money for research for ALS. Great cause. So, sure. look, like, I know, Coach, that a two-game win streak and five and four in your last nine is very, very important to you. But I'm sure getting... Uh, that award and what it means for your family, considering 
what happened to your father and what Mongo means to you, that probably meant a whole heck of a lot more. Yeah, it was it was really a great honor to receive that award. Um, I went down there with my wife, Kelly, and my daughter, uh, Giada, and uh, it was right after the Monday night game in, in Minnesota. And uh, it was just a really good honor to uh, to really just to honor my father. You know, it's, uh, the, you know, the, obviously Lou Gehrig and the ALS uh, Foundation, you know, the Iron Horse Award is, is such a privilege to get that award. But it really was just uh, to honor my father. Um, and, you know, he did struggle at the end uh, with ALS. And uh, it's a debilitating disease. And we just want to uh, raise awareness for that so we can uh, raise funds and education, um, you know, for, so we can uh, get this thing, uh, you know, figured out. Did you ever meet uh, our friend Mongo? Mongo has, has worked for ESPN 1000 for over 20 years. He is getting into the Hall of Fame this upcoming season, and he's one of the all-time most underrated great bears. Uh, have you ever had the chance to meet him? Yeah, I've tried a couple of times, but I haven't had a chance to uh, to yet. But uh, certainly, um, you know, I love his passion. You know, as you watch the, the the tape, the old tape, and you know what he stands for. He's everything the Bears stand for, and uh, we certainly uh, are, are send our love and support out to him and his family. It's a message of perseverance, isn't it, Coach? And and really to draw the parallel between, and it's hard to because obviously one's a game and one's a fight for life, but. Your football team has had to go through, and you personally as a coach have got, had to go through a difficult start to the season, and now you're seeing the fruits of some of your labor. How would you describe how you're feeling now about what things, how things have transpired? Yeah, my dad would say that it's not who's the toughest, it's who's the toughest the longest. And uh, that was one of, one of his sayings, and he, he certainly believed that, and that's the way he lived. And uh, you know, our football team is really the same way. You know, our guys have done a really good job of sticking together, of being positive, you know, we have standards of how we operate you know, in our building and how we go about our business and practice, and uh, everybody's held to that standard, and that's what creates morale. And, and morale is a big piece, of, you know, of what we have here, and we've had it all along. And now we're starting to see the fruits of our labor. I know you would never want to go through what you went through personally with Alan Williams earlier in the year, but has this been a blessing in disguise? of you calling your own defense? I would just say that I really love uh, to call uh, the defense. It's something that I enjoy. I always have, and I'm enjoying where I'm at right now, and and that's where the circumstances are, and and certainly enjoy doing that, and I love putting the plan together. Uh, The defensive staff has has done an outstanding job of helping me do that uh, during the course of this time, and uh, and certainly on game day helping me there too. But uh, the players have been... The players have done an excellent job of, of really the continuity and playing together on the field. Speaking of players, Coach, in the five games since Montez Sweat was acquired, you guys have allowed just 272 yards and 18 points per game, 11 sacks, 11 takeaways. Can you explain to our listeners just what type of enormous impact he has, not just on the defensive line, but the entire defense? Yeah, I would, I would, I would go one step further. The entire football team, you know, uh, Montez Sweat is is a consummate pro. Um, it's always cool. I was just talking to Ryan uh, uh, just about five minutes ago in his office. We were talking about our, our best players have to be our best practice players and our hardest workers. And uh, you know, DJ, you know, and Montez are that for sure. And then they work their tails off, and you can see that you know during the course of the game. But uh, he's an outstanding pro. He's a, he's even a better teammate. And you know his. 
his physicality, what he brings in the run game, not only in the pass rush, is you know is something to watch. And uh, our guys are feeding off of that, and you know it's been a great addition to our Bears. Speaking of all the takeaways, the hits principle is alive and well, wouldn't you say, over the last several weeks? Yeah, you know you can you can see that on tape, and it's it's important that we do it week to week. You know the the ability to play you know with great energy. Uh, you know, have that great intensity, you know, uh, with the hitting. We saw that certainly with uh, Jaquan Brisker uh, yesterday with all the tackles that he had. And then, you know, taking care of the football. We were plus three. Uh, we took the ball away and we, we protected it on offense and did it on defense. And we continued to do that. That's a winning formula for us. And then really it's about finishing. You know, when we finished the fourth quarter the right way. We were nine to zero in the fourth quarter yesterday. Um, that's a winning formula for us. Matt Eberflus joining us. It's Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN 1000. Uh, Coach, at halftime on the halftime show here on the Bears Radio Network, I was unhappy that DJ Moore had zero targets at the half. Uh, and to your guys' credit, you guys corrected that. Would you say at halftime, you you guys as a staff were unhappy that he had zero targets because he had 10 for the game after that? Do you guys, did you guys go in and, and and make sure that he would get targeted in the second half? Yeah, I mean, the targets were there. Just sometimes the coverage takes you away from that target, you know, and he, he might have been the first option, but when they take that away, you got to go to number two or three, and that was the instance in many cases. But, you know, certainly had that big touchdown in the first half. Uh, but, you know, it's important that, you know, we obviously feed our skill, and he's our, he's our number one guy, so we got to continue to do that. And the offensive staff, I credit the offensive staff, you know, and Getsy getting creative in the second half to be able to get him on those targets. And then what about going for it on fourth down in the second quarter? First the third down play and then the fourth down play. As you critique players and their execution, do you guys create the play, uh, critique the play calls and say, look, these two plays have to go in the garbage can? Um, I don't know if I would say uh, it quite like that, but I would say that we certainly evaluate all of our play calls you know, and how we set those up. And it's important that we set them up the right way. And, and when they work, they're good. And when they don't, we certainly critique them and, um, you know, move forward in a better light. And uh, it's certainly those are those are two plays that we would look at. Walk us through the fourth down situation in the second half, fourth and 13. Uh, what was the plan when you guys got to the line of scrimmage? Because I believe Cole Komet was asked and he said, look, we weren't going to snap the ball unless they jumped. Yeah, the plan's really pretty simple. You get up there, you know, and what made it believable is that we actually ran a play fourth and ten from that same part of the field in the Minnesota game on Monday night, and we converted that to Cole Komet. You know, so when we got up on the line of scrimmage, it was it was believable that we were going to run uh, run a play there. And the, the guys did a really good job of uh, selling that, uh, calling out protections and do, and making it real. And we were just trying to get them to jump, and they did. And we had a free play. And uh, the great execution from uh, DJ and Justin Fields from that point. Is that a play that you guys practice, that you go up there, it's just a dummy call. But if, in fact, you get the defense to jump, then exactly what happened is what you've practiced. Yeah, we've practiced that, you know, dozens of times. Uh, we practice it once a week, uh, but dozens of times in training camp. And that's something that we do. And we have different, different versions of that. You know, and uh, we have about four or five different versions of that, and that was one of them. Uh, Coach, uh, settle this debate I had with a friend um, because I was cool with Jalen Johnson making the interception on fourth down. Um, he's a guy, he's looking for more interceptions, he's trying to make a play upfield. Um, you obviously had a penalty, and that brought you back 
friend of mine said he'd rather have Jalen knock that ball down on fourth down and just get the ball back where the line of scrimmage is. As the D.C., what would you rather have your defensive player do? Catch it and try and run it back, or would you have him knock it down and just take over where the ball was? So what was your answer to your friend? (laughs) I said, look, he's looking to make a play. He's looking to to create and, and to to take the ball upfield and to make an even bigger play. He's also heard he doesn't get interceptions, so he continues to build on the taking the ball away part, and so he's on instinct taking the ball away. Okay, I agree with you 100%. So, I, so what we tell him is that you know we set up a wall return up the numbers, and that's an important part for us. We want the return. Because we believe we can return it even farther than that, you know. So, uh, you know, we're trying to score on defense every time we take the ball away. So um, that's why we took the ball away there, and we we executed our wall return. It was decent, uh, but it's still not up to par. We still got some things we got to clean up. Coach, how meaningful was this win? You beat the division rival, and especially how things ended up in Detroit several weeks ago. Yeah, I think it's just a confidence gainer, right, for our, for everybody, for our, our our football staff, you know, for everybody in the in Hallis Hall, and and for our Bears fans, and most importantly, our players. And uh, it's a confidence builder to go back to back wins, divisional opponents, and especially the which way we we got this thing done this time against Detroit, and we finished the deal. So, uh, my hats off to all the players, coaches, and all their hard work. And uh, the Bears fans, the Bears fans are awesome yesterday, like I said, in the presser afterward. And uh, we love playing in front of them, and it's, it's, it's been great. And uh, we got to keep it going. Coach, congratulations on the success. And, uh, again, congrats on the Iron Horse Award. That is uh, bigger than football, obviously. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. All right, much appreciated, guys. Have a good week. You too. There you go. Matt Eberflus joins us each and every week at uh, 210. These conversations are much more fun after uh, yeah. after victories. Five and four. That's the way it goes. Yeah. A- after the own four start, they're yeah. five and four. So again, it's like, a good run. Yeah, like there are still things that you want to see them do better, and I'm sure they would like. I think in in private they would tell you, like I did. I did not like the third and fourth down plays in the second quarter there. Um, I loved the way they played, obviously, in the third and fourth quarter. I yeah. was unhappy at halftime. There was no. Yeah, they didn't get their best player involved in the first half. Yeah, and, and there was no way that they should have been trailing at halftime, right? They, they dominated the first half of football, and they, they were trailing, and then Detroit scored right before the half, and then they w- had a chance to double dip. They got the ball coming out of the third quarter, and you're like, oh, no. Are they giving another one away? But to their credit, yeah. again, like the adversity that we were talking about with them, the Bears came out and they punched him in the mouth. You know, this is a team that we have to re, you know, remind ourselves that is still in a full rebuild. Last year was a teardown. This is year one of the rebuild. And I'd much rather see them do what they did in the second half of this game than play that way in the first half and then tail off in the second half oh, the course. way they did the last time these two teams they got together in Detroit. And I think that that shows the growth. We saw some growth despite it being an ugly victory against the Vikings a couple of weeks ago up in Minnesota. And this one yesterday shows more growth, not just the tremendous play of their defense, but like when you needed guys to make plays in the second half, guys made plays in the second half on both sides of the football. You put away the division leader in decisive fashion. That's a huge thing to build on. And now you just got to stack positive things. 
You're stacking, you know, you got two wins. It's the first time they've won consecutive games since week 16 and 17 of the 21 season. It's the first time, if, if I read Courtney's article correct, it's the first time they've won back-to-back division games since 2019. It's crazy. I mean, like, so... Let's this project is, when we come back what is, they're going to do. Yeah, this is a step, for, certainly a, a few steps in the right direction. How many more wins will the Bears get? Three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six. And is it enough... For I think the two guys that we talk about most, the man we just talked to, Matt Eberflus, and Justin Fields, to my next year uh, and in the future, uh, in, in Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren's mind, um, that that's the big picture topic here. You're you're happy that they won, and you're happy that they're building now. But what does that mean for Justin Fields, and what does that mean for Matt Eberflus? Three one two three three two. Three seven seven six because it's cool to go into the hunt, but that's not what you're rebuilding for. You're not rebuilding to get to the mediocre group. You're rebuilding to get to the elite group and to eventually win a Super Bowl. That's why you rebuild because you wanted to get out of the mediocre stage. You were tired of going nine and eight. You were tired of being in the mediocre group. You rebuilt. To, like Ryan Pohl said, to take the North and never give it back. So what is the best course of action going forward here with four games left? And as Justin Fields, we always talked about the seven games. Three of those are gone. Um, I'll read you some of his stats through the three. And is he doing exactly what a lot of people wanted him to do? Um, all that coming up. We'll take your phone calls. We'll talk about the Otani situation that developed over the weekend. Waddle's wearing his Dodger hat. I don't know why he is. He's trolling all of us. Three three two three seven working? seven six. Yes. Ah, commuting in Chicago. Ah, if you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays two to six. Snap to golf. Bears with a late blitz by Gordon. Time to throw. And it is intercepted. Allen throw it to the near side. Jalen Johnson breaking a tackle 25-30. Penalty marker. He's hit. The ball comes out. The Lions did not recover in bounds. Jalen Johnson's fourth interception of the year. One back. Goff can't get the snap back to him. The Bears recover at the 29-yard line. At least the Bears say so, and now so do the officials. But snap Bears are in business. T.J. Edwards comes up with a football, and the Bears go to the end zone and celebrate. Goff takes the snap, four-man rush with protection. He's closing on him. Pickens hit him. Throws over the middle, intercepted. Intercepted Tremaine Edmonds. They married pressure with coverage on the back end. Office swipe, three takeaways. Tremaine Edmonds with another. Good stuff from Joniak and Thayer. By the way, the guys that they brought in, Edmonds and Edwards, I think now each have two or three interceptions. They each have a couple of fumble recoveries. Edwards leads the NFL, or did before this game, led the NFL in tackles. Like, we've ripped him for the hits principle and laughed about it at times, but it's been on full display the last three weeks. Got to give credit where credit is due. Well, yeah, I, and it's a good question. I, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you here in a minute. I want to, though, explain to everybody what we've got on tap here for this week. Don't forget, on Friday, big party. 
not only are we going to crown a uh, holiday parody song champion, but uh, as I've explained before, this has evolved to more than just a way to crown the holiday parody song champion. Friday is our Waddle and Sylvie holiday party. Come one, come all. And it's in a great spot, Waddle's, one of Waddle's favorite spots. Of course it is. Bub City and Rosemont. That's just a festive entertainment district on its own. Everything about it is fabulous. Yeah. Ed Warm, Tommy DeSanto, they do a great job at Bub City along with Let Us Entertain You. And um, they have partnered to create uh, such a great spot there in Rosemont. So come out and see us. We'll be there 2 to 6. they got a great stage. Lots of room, lots great of food. parking. Yeah. Great food. Great food. The brisket is what I recommend. A lot of great booze. Drink I, responsibly. I recommend the booze, too. Drink responsibly. We will be sampling as well, uh, our, of course, the uh, bourbon uh, from Elijah Craig. They're our title sponsor here. Um, so Elijah Craig Kentucky Straight uh, Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, and also we'll have uh, some samples of 19 Crimes Wine. So you'll be able to sample that. Sample away. And um, it, it is just, we'll have prizes. It's, it's going to be a great event. So it's Friday. You'll end the week. We're getting closer to Christmas. And uh, everybody should be in a festive mood. So text your friends. A lot of people have listened to this show for years. They've met other uh, great fans of the show at this event. Come on out. And uh, you're, you're going to have a great time. Again, this is uh, Bub City in Rosemont. Centrally located as well. Very easy to get there. Yes. Right off of 294, right off of 90. Easy parking, lots of parking as well. Lots of parking. Such an easy place to get in and out of. Sure. Maybe catch a flight afterwards. You could if you're going away. Yeah. It's Friday. It is. You have a weekend away somewhere. Uh, Maybe you're going to Cleveland to watch the Bears try to make it three in a row. That's a good way to put it, yeah. Go to Cleveland. Go to Cleveland in December. You don't vacation not nearly, in Cleveland. Yeah. It's Just not, go see a game in yeah. Cleveland. Go to the Flats. Hang out. Watch the Bears try to make it three in a row. One of my favorite sports memories. Uh, two yeah. of my favorite sports memories happened in Cleveland. Do you know what they are? Uh, the World Series win. Yeah, Game 7. And? Uh, LeBron took his shirt off no, and was taunting that, you in Game 6. That's the same. No, that was Game 7, oh, too. Oh, it was. Okay. It was a, it, the game within the game. Right. What else? In Cleveland, did the uh, Bulls do something in Cleveland? Yes. I don't remember. Come on. One of the famous, most famous moments ever. Oh, Jordan got Elo. Uh, yeah, hit the shot to Elo. Jordan over Elo. Elo, game five. What, where was that arena? What was? Is it still the one they play in? What was it called? Gund Arena? Is was that, it? Is that what it was? What is it now? Is it a new place? Why do I? Why is it sticking Gund Arena? Is that right? That makes sense to me. I, is that it sounds Rocket right. Mortgage Fieldhouse now? It was, it was so. the Gund Arena because that was the owner, Gordon Gund, right? Okay, so Gund Arena is right? Yeah, and now it is the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. So it's still the same spot? I believe so, yeah. All right. So, yeah, 1989. I Thanks, told you. Kev. I watched that game at the break room of Sport Mart in Niles. I've always told you this. Was working in the shoe department at Sportmart. It was a self-service shoe department where they would stack all the boxes there, and it would be help yourself. But I would have yeah. to come by and and would you like a little help? Do I can I find you anything? But it was it was break time for old me. Old me, I would say young young me. I was a senior time. in high school, yeah. and uh, so it was time for the break. 
And my manager, of course, got pissed at me because I was yelling in the break room as Michael only hit the most famous shot, one of the most famous shots in NBA history and threatened to fire me. Did you tell him I quit? No, I, oh. I needed the job. Okay. I, I had to work. I had to work. I, and uh, Did you offend the uh, patrons when you came out and you had a rise in your Levi's after that play? <laughs> Sir, I can't buy shoes from you. You're too aroused. I've got What's an wrong with you? chubby here. Yeah, what are you doing? What I'm not buying, do you need I really here? wanted to buy a couple of pair of shoes, but now I'm not going to buy them from you. You're a creep. Sir, what size do you Yeah. Uh, so, like, you're yelling at me that Michael just hit a shot at the buzzer? Was the guy, uh, was the, the manager, was he a, a sports fan? No, he was well, wait, what a total loser. Yeah. Total loser. Like, again, it's self-service shoes. Yeah. Self-service shoes. Well, then what the hell are you used for? That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, what are you there for? I would answer phones every now and then. At a shoe store? No, it's all Sport Mart. We'd oh, have to answer okay. the, you know, someone would call. Everything there was self-serve? Do you have a size nine and a half in the New Balance running shoe? Gotcha. And I'd put them on hold. I'd go check the, yes, we do. I'll put them on no, hold. No, we What's don't, your name? but Jordan just hit another big three. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was a big moment. So, yes, that's in Cleveland. Yeah. So come out and see us. Um, now, what did you bring up uh, right before you asked me? Uh, oh, so here's my question, too, as we advance this conversation about the future. Is this Eberflus's hits principle or has Ryan Poles built himself a hell of a defense now, including the Montez Sweat trade um i think it's you know listen i think you you give credit to both you give credit to the players i i think we identified this secondary and i think we said it ad nauseum felt really good about this secondary as camp broke but you can't cover for four and a half seconds like they were a product of the pass rush i heard lance say it earlier today i think on uh, he said it on cap and j hood a number of times you know it, it it doesn't work where you're you have a really good secondary makes your d line better you have a really good D-line, it makes your secondary better. It's, it, that's the way it works. And when you're good in both levels, well, then you got a chance to be a really upper-class defense. I think that Ryan Poles, and we've talked about this, has done a nice job. I think that they, they collaborated on T.J. Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds, and both are playing really well right now. T.J. Edwards has been very good. Like, look, can I point to a, a tackle that he's missed this year? Sure. Go to the the Chargers game, and there was the screen pass, and he missed it. Okay, like you're going to miss plays. You're they not a robot. Tackles, you're all yeah. going to miss tackles. He's led the league in tackles for the majority of the year. He's uh, he's caused fumbles. He's recovered fumbles. He's he's had interceptions. Like these are guys that they identified together to fit this defense, and they're playing well. I think that the coach did a nice job when they didn't have sweat, trying to dial up some pressure. Did it always work? Not always. I think the, the 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 general manager did them all a service by going out and making the trade for Montez Sweat. I read you the, the stats, and this is courtesy. I think Chris Emma on, on Twitter was the one I stole this from, so I give the appropriate ac- uh, accreditation. So you didn't steal it. Well, that's true, but I mean, I'm just repeating what Chris right. said. Five games since Sweat uh, has, uh, has arrived, the Bears are allowing 272 yards and 18 points per game with 11 sacks and 11 takeaways. Like... His presence is making everybody on that defense better. That is a that, that is a decision that was made by Ryan Poles. Did a nice job. 
we questioned whether or not Brisker and Gordon were good selections last year when those guys were brought in with second-round picks. Now you're starting to see them blossom into really good difference-making players. So I think when you've got a defense that's functioning at a high level the way this one is, I think that you can point to a number of different things. It's all got to work together. Sure, but like when, like for instance, if you look at Dan Quinn, who is running the Cowboys defense, which yes. is wreaking havoc, which we watched the Eagles game last night. And if Dan Quinn was this team's head coach, and would the defense lose anything? Not sure. It's a good like, question. I don't like, know. Like, it's hard to, to me, quantify. To me, it's the players that they have acquired as to why this now this defense is starting, as Ryan Poles put it, to sharpen their teeth. Yeah, I mean, like, look, so, okay, look at the defense in Dallas. Are you giving the credit? I mean, is Dan Quinn getting credit for it? A lot of the players. Sure, I would always. That's what I'm saying. I would always point to players ahead of coaches in all aspects. Yes. But when you find things that work together, look. I mean, like, look at coaching has a huge impact. Look at San Francisco. Look at what they're doing on offense. I think that Mike McCarthy, although he can't manage a clock very well, his offensive play calling has been really good this year. I mean, so you can find situations where coaching is enhancing the talent that's been acquired. But I think they've that adjusted though offensively too. They've changed sort of what they've done midseason offensively. The Cowboys, yes. Well, they changed their play calling at the start of the year because McCarthy took over and they launched the other guy, Kellen no, Moore. But they started with a run-based offense protecting Dak. That that flopped, and now they've in, they've sort of given Dak a little more leeway to start throwing the ball, and now they've taken off. They've been really good offensively this year. Dak but is your front but, runner. But again, if you remember early in the year when they got their ass kicked, I think, by the 49ers, and people were saying they, the Cowboys can't compete, you forget how how the, okay, so, they, they so, have adjusted. I, uh, so I, the adjustment is made by the coach as well. Sure, right. So I guess the point I'm making is is that Players are always most important. They can be enhanced and their productivity can be that, enhanced that, by putting people in the right spots. My point is, is if Eberflus, like, don't be so married to Matt Eberflus. Oh, no. Because just like the quarterback, like, we've talked for weeks about Justin Fields. If there's a better solution out there. Of course. Even if you think now Eberflus is good or average and not as bad as you once thought. If there's someone better out there, you should still move on. Of course. That that goes with coaches and players. Right, right. So just like and that's why we've always said just the, the reason why you're thinking about a replacement for Justin isn't because you're out on Justin. It's because you have the you, first pick you have the first pick and you may get someone who's way yeah. better or better to reset the the financials of this. With Eberflus, you just may have a better, a better coach in general, and then again, you got to hire. Well, a let me to, ask you a and, question. And now you're gonna, and then, and then the change would be you're gonna find a replacement for Getzy. You just can't come back with everybody the same. There's no way. No, of course not. I'll ask you the question: Do you give Do you give David Ross credit for doing a good job? Of course you do. Is there somebody out there that they thought they was did. better? It's so a I can great give, example. I can give Matt Eberflus credit for the job that they're doing on defense and still believe that that selecting somebody else that may have a higher ceiling as a coach is the right choice. So I think there's a good, there's two good talking points. The Bears on the zoom in 
and the Bears on the big picture with uh, four games left. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to talk about either, we'll project how many wins we think the Bears are going to get of the four. How many do you think? What do you think about the big picture? Three three two three seven seven six. Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. What do you have them going these uh, last four games? Uh, I haven't really thought about it. Um, For me, it's two and two minimum. Two wins minimum. Yeah, I would expect it. I would expect two wins, at least. Well, yeah. Atlanta they're going to play and, two teams. The Cardinals, that, yeah, for I, sure. I think that you know Green Bay is going to get past New York tonight. That's why I mean nothing certain these days in the NFL. This could be a tough game against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. I think this is a really good measuring stick game. What's the line? That's a really good question. I haven't even looked at it. Well, I would guess it's probably... Take a guess. Don't look. I would guess it's three or three and a half. Cleveland a three or three and a half point favorite. Cleveland is a three and a half point favorite. Joe Flacco's spinning it like the old days. Uh, No, but you go to Cleveland. It's so funny because Cleveland is like Jekyll and Hyde. They're eight and five this year. They're six and one at home. And at home, they give up 13 points per game. Now, the Jags came back. They had a big lead against the Jags. Jags came back and scored some points. But at home, they're a really different team than they are on the road. So the Bears go there in a hostile environment to get a playoff caliber team. And that defense is still ranked number one overall in terms of yards allowed. You go out there and make some some progress and you beat them in their building. Now you've stacked a third consecutive win, and that's an impressive victory. You may say, you know, it's the Browns. Okay, I get it. But all things considered, that's a, that to me is a really good measuring stick game for this team. Then you come home. I, look, I, I would, as crazy as it sounds, I'd be more threatened by the Cardinals and the Falcons because I think the Cardinals are playing pretty hard. I think Kyler Murray's, you know, trying to reestablish himself. I think that that's a competitive team. They're joining the group of in the hunt is the easy part. Like you're being part of the Cardinals and the Falcons. That's great for now, but you want to leave those teams behind in 2024. That's the hard part. The easy part is becoming part of the Falcons and 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 Cardinals group in the box. Well, the Cardinals are below you. I mean, right? They're they're, they're they're one of the worst teams. They are, but like their yeah, quarterback yeah, yeah. wasn't like they're. You're right. You're, you're absolutely right. But like the Saints are what five yes, and eight or six right. and seven. Yes. The you know all of these teams, the Bucks, all these teams. That's fine yes. being with them now. Next year, you want to leave that group behind. Of That's course. the hard part. Yes, it's a great so, point. All right, two I, and two, I think, would be acceptable. Yeah, they have to win two. They have to like if you're now you're you're past the point of the zero and four. Yeah, they, they need they need to finish the season with seven. And I wouldn't be shocked if they if they went three and one. I wouldn't be. But two and two, they have to in these last four. That's what's expected. With, with, with the, the strength of this schedule um, or the lack thereof. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We'll get to all your calls coming up next. We've got uh, the top ten finalists for the songs. 
We will uh, start playing those to announce our winners and uh, zero in on the top five. We'll announce the top five with Black and Abdallah, but we will start announcing the top ten songs uh, before that here, and we'll start doing that coming up next with all your phone calls.